0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity.
1: Are you ready to get your sports banter on? Brian Hemminger, love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Gosell, with a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples, a man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee, together they form the At Odds
0: Podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after a brief hiatus due to some bullshit with Blog Talk Radio deactivating our premium account uh, last week. We are back and we are better than ever. I'm your host, Brian Hemminger, joined, of course, by Silky Smooth Brandon Sharples. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking All-Star Game for Major League Baseball. Aaron Judge we will be debating Aaron Judge a little bit. We'll be talking sports gambling stories poker stories you have them we want to hear them uh so if you want to call in the number is 347-850-8386 so without further ado let's bring in my co-host for the evening and always super sexy super smooth brandon charples how you doing man well
0: Not much. What's up, guys? I'm happy to be back. took a little hiatus. That's good because I got sick, but I don't care. I'm excited. We're talking about that gambling. That's my forte. Get to get you guys some good stories about my gambling, some bad stories about my gambling. Uh, Talking about NBA contracts. Brian didn't mention that. Actually, I didn't talk to you about that, Brian. I wanted to talk a little bit about these NBA
1: contracts. We can talk that, too, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man.
0: What have you been doing
1: with your time off? Uh, playing a lot of video games, man. Remember that? Remember that RimWorld game I gave out, uh, like to for people to check out from the first episode of the podcast. Yeah, I finally beat it. So, so it how 90, many hours it 90, Ninety-two hours. I did invest <laughs> into the game. I've. I, I mean that's not all from one specific game, but it was like probably like 40 attempts to beat it. You always lose. You always just get your ass kicked over and over and over again, and I finally beat it. So <laughs> now, that was that was my yeah. big accomplishment in our time off. Dude, I have not played a video
0: game in years. I'm not even kidding. I mean, granted, I played like Madden here and there with some friends every once in a while if I come into a, a spot to play it, but I don't ever play video games. Matter of fact, I got a PS4 and I got a, but like a, one of those bundle packs and I got a video game and I, I don't even uncharted. Yeah. Uncharted too. And I haven't even opened it out of the, pla- uh, the plastic. <laughs> I use I use my PS4 strictly for media for like movies, Netflix, Hulu, voodoo, all that shit. Uh, you know, PlayStation view TV, everything oh, so, i'm real bad uh, yeah. about
1: that i have <laughs> i have about 15 xbox one games i've never played Dude. and uh and know have you ever heard of like the humble indie bundle or the humble bundle uh no uh, probably what the hell is that like uh, a computer game sale like where you donate whatever you feel like donating and depending on what tier amount of money you donate uh yeah. they will give you a set amount of video games computer games so like there's like a Star Wars bundle you donate like 3 bucks and you can get like eight Star Wars games like Rogue Squadron and all these all the shit for your computer so every time i see those it's like such an insane deal i just get it and i've probably I think I have about 60 games on my steam account and I've played about four of them. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's getting ridiculous at this point, but uh, (laughs) I did start playing Witcher. I beat the first one, Witcher three is the one everybody always hyped up like a couple years ago while on game of the year, but I want to beat them through. So I beat Witcher one. I'm working on Witcher two. I started playing that today a little bit.
0: Dude, I'm telling you what, I only played Halo Two back in the day, and I played a little bit was of Madden football. Other than that, man, I haven't been really big into. I tell you what, I would, what I do play with my kids though. I got them one of those little Sega Minis, man. I'll play Sonic the Hedgehog like crazy, some Dude, Mortal Kombat like the old old Sega school, Mortal Kombat. Sonic the
1: Hedgehog was so oh, yeah. goddamn good. I would look forward to going to the orthodontist and having him stretch out my teeth and fuck fuck with my mouth. Just so I could play Sonic the Hedgehog in the lobby, it was that fun.
0: I love going to like Kmart and shit when I was a kid with my parents. Like, so I can just, I'll be like, all right, I'll see you later. I just disappear into the fucking video game section, dude. I like, I like like the original Nintendo Sonic, like Sonic on Sega, uh, like Nintendo 64. I like those games, those systems better than the new shit. Like I still have my 64, I still have regular Nintendo and I have the Sega. Those Let's games to me are more fun.
1: Like yeah, there was still there was like this golden age. Fuck, I got to silence my phone. But there was this golden age of N64 when we would after school like we would have basketball. I would always look forward to having basketball practice, the late practice. Um, yeah. And after school, we would all go over to Favro's and we would just play GoldenEye or Star Fox or Battle Tanks or, uh, I mean, you name perfect dark. Like it was just constant, like four man games. It was so goddamn fun. And then Xbox came out the original. And that's that's when we got real degenerate with uh, the 16 man majors basement parties. I don't know really how much like, you were into that, but oh like, yeah. I actually
0: that. actually I was always at the at the fucking Halo parties when and Major's basement when we'd hook everything up and my name was Sweet Jones. <laughs> that was my oh. Halo character name.
1: And every time I was, I'd kill Burbach, he'd be like, Sweet Jones. <laughs> I I made mine Invisibrian to make fun of Bentledge. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that. Cause, cause was like the first <laughs> time he a- ever played Matt Bentledge, the first time he ever played with him. <laughs> He grabbed the camouflage and he goes, um, invisible, invisible bentledge, invisible bentledge. And everyone's like, You're such a faggot. And so the first time playing, they didn't even invite Bentledge. And I made my name Invisibrian. Everyone thought it was fucking hilarious. So <laughs> I, I just kept it like that forever. Um
0: like oh, dude. we were such
1: dicks to Bentledge back then, man.
0: <laughs> like whole, that, there, play, that whole scene was cool. Remember the mama roses pizzas?
1: every time we would always yeah, have a break for mom's pizzas yeah we burn the fire i would out of them. <laughs> i would usually drink about two at least two 2 liters of mountain dew code red mountain dew <laughs> shit code red mountain dew i forgot all about that shit uh, glory oh my listening. lord
0: and, and steve i think
1: a- briefly gave himself type 2 diabetes uh from wild <laughs> cherry pepsi cuz how much he drank <laughs> Like you said, like he, he started getting headaches when he wasn't drinking like more than a six pack a day. <laughs> like, like withdrawals <laughs> like an
0: alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. No, my my dude, I'm telling you what, I loved did uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Diddy Kong Racing was one of my favorite games of all time. It was actually the first like serious like you, you had a bunch of missions it was almost similar to like how you would like mario 64 remember i had all those oh, missions yeah. Mario and stuff? Kart
1: 64
0: well yeah no mario 64 like oh, actual okay. mario diddy kong yeah. actually had the similar shit diddy kong was like you actually went through and you would do missions and like levels and it was like the More first driving, game that actually cars. yeah and flying in little planes you had to get like key like these special keys that were hardest okay. to find and uh, i didn't play i beat that home. game Oh dude, I beat the game from start to finish. It was one of my favorite games, and I tell you what, I got so desperate to find a key one time. There's these little keys that was like part of the. I beat the whole game, and the last thing I had to do was find these hidden keys. I actually stopped Stephen Whiting. <laughs> Our listeners don't know who that is, but picture your most like random nerdiest kid in your class that kind of just goes through the hallway without anybody noticing him. Well, I stopped our version of that. His name's Stephen Whiting. I stopped him in the hallway and got fucking Diddy Kong pointers from him because I knew he played the game. And get this shit. <laughs> he didn't have to do anything. I told him exactly the level and where the key is. He fucking told me in the snap of a finger, dude. He told me exactly what and how and when and where. <laughs> like, this fucking <laughs> kid is a genius. And I, and nobody knows how good he is at video games. It was great.
1: No did you ever play like the wwe games like wwe wrestlemania 2000 or no mercy on 64.
0: i played wwe versus nwo okay all right w- no, that was uh NWO. that was wcw yeah yeah that's what i just said yeah i fixed it
1: yeah but yeah so that, we talk mean, with that, that was all like the same style of game but yeah i would when we would go over to favros they would have all these created characters and Mike Favreau, I'm not joking. Every single one of his created characters, their entrance uh, and taunt was the Blue Meanie, and, <laughs> and he would come out and be like raising the roof, and he'd like have this huge fat gut, he'd be like rolling around. <laughs> Do you, you remember Gold this? Dust? Oh, oh yeah, I mean Gold Dust is still Dude, wrestling. I, Did you know that? I, I, I played <laughs> like, with him. I was yeah. always playing Gold Dust. Shattered <laughs> dreams. He put him in the the corner and kick him in the nuts dude
0: hey lobs just text me he's like night of a thousand betrayals you remember we betrayed each other a thousand (laughs) times first to a thousand betrayals
1: there (laughs) all right for those that that aren't familiar there's like this was like a defining point of my high school career when we first started playing halo like i showed up like they'd already been playing like a couple nights but i showed up the first night i played uh people started like trying to get out of blood gulch in, in the original Halo and I was just murdering the shit out of everybody, like, actually playing and they're trying to, like, do this physics shit and get out of the level and Corey Cantu is like, yo, Hemi stop killing us we're trying to do something here So, and I just keep fucking blasting him and then he's like, I'm serious I'm gonna kick your ass if you don't stop <laughs> and, like he just escapes the level and I blow his ass up with the tank and (laughs) he just roll comes over to me, picks me up and slams me through the stairs at major's like basement, like the, the, the rail (laughs) fighting fighting over video games. uh, Yeah. And we, and we crashed, we broke the, the rail of the stairs and then we're like rolling around and he's just like wrestling and holding me down. And then and everybody like we we stopped so i get my ass kicked basically over over kill over betraying him in in halo and then i just started sh- shooting the shit out of him again and he just looks over and just starts shaking his head like this crazy motherfucker and that was it for me like months after that i was in uh but the night of the thousand betrayals okay if people don't remember there was a level called chiron the worst level in the game like so not fun. Every every level, every part of the level was like a tiny room that had a shit ton of teleporters. And I mean, it was just the least fun thing you could possibly do. So we just started killing each other. And uh every time you kill somebody, you get uh negative one. So we, we were trying to, the goal was to get to negative a thousand <laughs> So, I yeah. mean, you were doing everything you could, like people were throwing grenades, throwing rockets, and you'd be trying to kill your teammates and then like dive on an enemy grenade so you die and give them a kill so they'd have to kill two of their teammates to make up for it. I mean, it was absolute carnage. It took, it took over an hour at least to get to negative 1,000 because, I mean, the game ends at 50 kills. There was no time limit. So it's just we're just waiting to see who could finally hit that. Negative a thousand Barker, but oh man, that was a good time.
0: All right, let's get off the video games now. Yeah, we got because like,
1: (laughs) all right, let's talk. Yeah, we're gonna talk the All Star Game and uh, Aaron Judge in particular. But let's start with the All Star Game. American League wins two to one last night. Robinson Cano hits the go ahead home run late in the game off of Wade Davis, the lone Chicago Cub in the All Star Game. And he wasn't even on the Cubs last year. uh, And he ends up costing the National League home field advantage in the World Series. Uh, What did you think? Anybody stand out for you? I want to get your thoughts on the All-Star game.
0: (laughs) I mean, it was a tight game, so it was a little bit – I didn't really care. The All-Star game is the All-Star game, you know what I mean? But what kind of disappointed me was that these lineups, especially the NL, had a shit ton of power in it. And I can't believe mm-hmm. there's only one run apiece going into the 10th inning. I couldn't believe you they couldn't remember, put more. Pitching beats great hitting. Yeah, but I don't I, – I mean, as far as I'm concerned, outside of like – and Kershaw didn't even pitch. Outside of that, like, I don't know. I, don't think, I think that, I think – yeah, I think the pitching <laughs> was whack. I think all the pitchers that were in there were shitty, except for like three of them. I, I don't – I, was, I wasn't
1: – It started with Scherzer versus Sale.
0: That's what I'm saying. I said three of them. I I, <laughs> I only cared about three of these people. I'm telling you that right now, and I, and I, I I did not think that that pitching would hold up against that hitting. That hitting is way better than how many the did, pitching.
1: Uh, Rangers players do.
0: I don't think they even got a hit. i how, how many how many Rangers All Stars
1: were there? Two. I'm trying to remember who who made it. I don't know damn. Yeah, who who made the All-Star team from the Rangers? I don't even remember.
0: Um um uh, god damn it. I don't even think he got into the game. Um god
1: damn it. I, I doubt it uh, was a pitcher.
0: No, it was not a pitcher. It Oh no, it was it was, it was Darvish. He was alone. Oh, Darvish. He was the only one Yeah, I, He was the only one I actually I thought that uh I thought that the uh never mind. Doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: well, I don't give a shit about the All-Star said, game Outside
0: of the, yeah, outside that's, of the that's, home why,
1: that's why Because you didn't have any All-Stars uh, Indians set five All-Stars Kluber didn't play because he pitched on Sunday So they didn't want to Stretch him out But uh, Jose Ramirez started I thought that was amazing That he started third base over he's, Sino, Josh Donaldson And Manny Machado Why don't you like Jose Ramirez?
0: Look little faggy-ass fucking like dip in his mouth. He looks like such a fucking douchebag. I hate that motherfucker. I can't believe he's even a goddamn all-star or he's even batting over three hundred. He's just a fat fuck at third base. Fuck him. He's
1: I hate the whole fucking team. He's batting 332, 17 home runs, and he went two for two yeah. in the all-star game with a stolen base.
0: Yeah, I don't care. Because you know what? The, the minute... Yeah, you know what? Do you know who he is? He's a fucking he? one year wonder. He's maybe like a two year wonder. A two
1: year wonder? Come on. Yeah, he's, he's one yeah, of the he's best. He's fucking shitstorm. shit. See, you're out there hyping no. up Aaron Judge when the real truth is not, Jose Ramirez.
0: How can you not hype up Aaron Judge? I'm going to tell you right now Aaron Judge is going to be the best player in baseball within the we'll next year. years. We'll get to- all right. Not on top, we're, we're talk about Aaron
1: Judge. All right, you no, have no, an not. extreme I'm love affair with Aaron Judge.
0: I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep. I'm, about, gonna get, about.
1: I'm, I'm gonna. will I'll let you go first, and then I am going to just smash uh, every one of your points. Okay. So here go we ahead. go. Let's, let's hear. Let's hear your uh, pros on Aaron Judge.
0: No, well, you want to hear something? You want to hear something? Yep. Jose Jose Ramirez is a fucking turd. Okay. <laughs> Jose Ramirez. In two years, is not going to be in the All Star game. He is not. Yeah, he's he's going to fall off. I bet you, if he got traded right now to like say the A's, and he wasn't in a protected lineup, he wouldn't be shit. Two, Lindor's is the only good player. He's the good one protecting the lineup. lineup.
1: He's batting fifth.
0: No, he's a fact. He's the one Listen.
1: protecting Brantley and Encarnacion. So that is no. A, I'm already. He's protecting anybody. He is yes, not he is. protecting.
0: Oh, no, he's not. They stuck him in fifth because they don't have any other power outside of Encarnacion and Brantley. Nobody else has a power bat, so they have to plug him in at five. He's a power Lindor's hitter.
1: Lindor's got like 14 or 15 home runs. chisenhall has got about two home runs. Lindor is a beast. I love Lindor. He's the only player on the entire team that I like.
0: He's literally the only player on the entire team. He's
1: so much better than Lindor, though. I don't care,
0: not in the long term. I'm telling you, if you traded Lindor to, like, the Rangers or the A's or anybody, he's he's going to be one of the best players on the team. You you trade Ramirez, I guarantee he falls off. Guaranteed. No way. I can just tell. No I, I'm not high on him at all. And he just looks like a douche with that big-ass fat chew in his mouth. And then you got fucking kitness. He's a little midget fuck. He looks like a chipmunk. I I got no problem with taking on
1: Kipnis. I think think Kipnis will be gone soon. They might even move Ramirez to second base.
0: Good. Move Ramirez to second base. You would have the fattest second
1: baseman in baseball. He is not fat. He just has like a chubby looking face. There is nothing fat about him. He's leading the team in stolen bases. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. (laughs) He's leading the Indians in stolen bases. Listen to you.
0: I don't care. I'm not doing it. I'm not giving you any credit for your team. I'll give Kluber credit for his little stretch of, of like, what? He had, like, 10K in yeah, like four straight
1: start? Five straight. He set the club five record. Straight. I was at the game. He beat Bob Feller's record. Good. Bob he had, uh, Feller. Hell another, of a June. Another,
0: another overrated Cleveland Indian.
1: Oh, God, go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Let's get into Aaron Judge and how fucking amazing all
1: right. he is. All go right. ahead i'll give I'll give Aaron props Aaron judge some props. I mean, he's having an amazing start, but there's just mm-hmm. no way it's sustainable. I mean, okay, he entered this season as like the eighty second ranked prospect in baseball, okay? He is having a season that would be like the best prospect in baseball. And it's just not true. Like none of his measurables throughout his entire career, Make sense for what he's doing right now, like in terms of home runs, he never hit more than 19 in an entire season. Entering or no, he hit 20 in 2015, and he's got 30 already in the first half. Um, like he and he's striking out more than he's ever struck out in his minor league career. First of
0: all, he's up, he's up to the majors now, dude, with a better pitching. Are better okay? He's facing better pitching and in practice, and, and then he's he has better hitting coaches. I mean, I mean, he's at Yankee Stadium now. He's blasting fucking homers out of the out of Yankee Stadium because it's a, it's a hitter friendly park. But he's blasting five hundred feet home runs now with a smooth stroke. I'm telling you, he is. I am telling you, this and, much. He's good. Right. When you're down in the minor leagues and and, and you don't you're not surrounded by the type of hitting coaches that you have. In the majors, on top of that, you have piss-poor lighting. You have no fucking – you have no protection around you because a lot of the good bats are already in the majors. So, you know, I mean, there's not a lot going on in the minors that really bothers me with him as, as far as I'm All concerned. Right. As soon as he we get to the majors. We need to, make,
1: we need to make a bet. He is batting 329 right now. Okay. I say by the end of the season, he is not batting over 300. What? You're yeah, okay. high Listen, I promise oh, you. Oh my lord! That. Are you gonna take my bet or not? Yeah, hell yeah, for sure. All right, for we sure. will. We will let the the listeners decide uh, what the bet will be. But uh, we have uh, here's why. Okay, you know about BABIP? It's the batting average of balls in play, and that's balls yes. in play. This is not counting his 30 home runs. Okay, those are thrown out the window. This is any ball that is hit with a possibility of someone to make a play on it. Okay. Whether it's a pop up, a line drive, a grounder, whatever. If he hits the ball and it does not leave the stadium, that's what BAPIP means. And most players, yeah, yeah. Most players that are really fast, uh, like each row and shit, they, they had a BAPIP of like 360, 370. Yeah. Most players like Judge, that are the bigger, not quite as fleet of foot, but I mean, still, uh, they're usually around the 300 range. And if they're really can crank the ball, it maybe it's in like the 320 range. His sure. best for his entire career was last year in double, in triple A, he bet he had a 319 Babbitt. Uh, this year, it's 426. There is yeah. no way that's sustainable. He's striking out 30% of the time, and then somehow, in 426% of all balls he puts in play are hitting the ground and uh, safely without getting thrown out or caught. That is just absolutely unsustainable. It's just not going to happen. He well, will. That would like, be because part of it, part of it, he's hitting the ball hard, but a big part of that is luck too, and. There is always going to be regression to the mean, and when that bat-bip starts to drop, he is going to have his batting average absolutely tank.
0: It's not going to tank. Okay, first of all, it's going to be up there when you're hitting 30 home runs before the all-star break, dude. Mm -hmm.
1: There's there's less than 10 people. Again, 30 home runs are thrown out. Those have nothing to do with bat-bip. Zero. He has three triples and 13 doubles. So what? Three triples? Yeah, 13 he's six, doubles seven. Again, yes. 13 doubles, that's a bad thing. That shows that he's not very fast. He should not have a bat pip that high. Like bat pips hey, that high are that... from people hey, that did can you beat the, out the in three rounders.
0: Did you miss the three triples?
1: So what? Edwin Encarnacion has two triples.
0: Doesn't mean he's no, fast. He has he's got six. He has six stolen bases. He's only been caught two times.
1: He, he, he's That's only struck out 100 It I'm just telling you right now. He's striking out a lot, and his bad hip is ridiculous, and it is not going to, to last. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying people need to temper their expectations because he is going to fall off in the second half. And do I don't want people shitting off? on him.
0: Hey, do you know who's going to fall off?
1: All right, Jose Ramirez. Do you want to know why Jose Ramirez isn't going to fall off? All right. He's going to fall off. It's not. It's just not how it works. He's (laughs) so extremely talented, okay? No, he's not. Yes, he is. (laughs) All right. Let me get up the stats on Ramirez so I can shit on you. Hey, while while
0: you're doing that, I'm going to talk about Judge, okay? All right. You're talking about you always go you always basically you go back to the mean. There's always a limit, you hit the mean eventually. Well, yeah, that those kind of rules don't apply when you're the greatest baseball player of all time. <laughs> and when you are a Greek god at six seven, two hundred and eighty two percent. That's gonna be
1: the easiest bet of all Richie Sexton was six seven too. He didn't end up being a god. First of
0: all, Richie Sexton did not swing the bat like Judge does. R- Ricky Sexton put about as much torque as a fucking hot rod that's why his whole entire body gave out on him within what three years of being decent in milwaukee let a
1: break mm-hmm. you, need right. you need to figure this out you need to figure i got my out. numbers on jose ramirez okay jose ramirez right now he is batting 332 on the season his bathroom mm-hmm. 339 that's actually about right where his career average is even a little lower uh he only strikes out eleven percent of the time, and he walks eight points. He almost walks more than he strikes out. Like, he's stolen ten bases. Like, seventeen home runs. Like, I'm telling you how right now. How many times has he struck out? How many times total? Yeah, he's striking out eleven. Okay, he's striking out eleven point six percent of the time compared to Judge's twenty nine percent of the time. Uh, <laughs> total strikeouts. Let me find it. Forty-two on 40 the entire season. Yeah, forty-two. Man, how did I know I'm that? I'm telling you, okay. Genius. Jose Ramirez is extremely talented. He has one of the best pitch recognition in baseball. Like he does not swing outside the zone, and and that's part of what's helping him have these. Uh, like last year, he had a great season. He batted over three hundred. Um, and then this year, I mean, it's just a continuation. I mean, last year he only had eleven home runs. Year. He's already at seventeen. He had, what, bat
0: 314 last year? I'm not even looking at his stuff. Yeah. Is
1: that what he batted last year? Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, 312. 312. Yeah, I, I mean, this is an anomaly. 10% of the
0: time. Seven, he the he, he already had 17 home runs. Run hold, hold on. I got a question. So why can Jose Ramirez go from 11 home runs for a whole season to 17 before the all-star break? And that's just because he's a talented player and he improves. But Judge hits 30. And you're saying, well, his past results don't equate to this average. I'm not, I'm not
1: saying he won't keep hitting home runs. I'm saying all of his other stuff won't keep up. I, I, I don't wouldn't care be shocked if he's below he 300 home runs.
0: I don't care. He's going to hit 60 home runs. He is
1: not hitting 60. He will hit 50. He will He'll hit 50, hit but I doubt he gets 60. All right, another bet. No, he will not hit 60. Lord, what's our bet for the average? What do I got to do for you? We we don't have we haven't figured those out yet, but we just we just know that the bets there. All right,
0: we'll have our audience tell us. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'm probably gonna have to run down the street like a pole in my ass or something. Listen. No, I'm not. Okay. that sadistic. <laughs> no, I said the audience gets to pick. So we'll have like a hundred <laughs> three. We'll have three or four hundred people yeah. telling us. But anyway, what the, the whole reason do.
1: Ramirez last year. I mean, he didn't even have a set position until the All Star break. They had Juan Uribe starting at third base. Like he broke out. Like Ramirez was basically the utility guy playing outfield, yeah, second he base, he wasn't short good stuff. enough to start
0: over. He he wasn't good enough to start over Uribe. That's 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 no, what you got to It was because
1: they signed Uribe. Like they didn't even know Ramirez was going to be able to play third. But then Uribe they started didn't... sucking, and and Ramirez was doing so good that they just had to keep him in the lineup at any position possible. Uh, every day, and then eventually they just let Uribe go and just had Ramirez start at third base the rest of the season. Yeah, that's so, how it worked. Like, and Ramirez, here's the other thing Ramirez is younger than Judge, he's 24 years old. One year, bro. I know, and he's been care. with the Indian. All right, like, so I, I will bet
0: I, I bet you that I'll bet you, uh, – will bet something, but I bet you Judge hit 60 this year.
1: Okay, we got two bets now, Judge. I Perfect. say Judge won't be batting over three hundred by the end of the year, and I say Judge will not have sixty home runs. By the end of the year. Okay, so, he's gonna we'll definitely see, be we'll see batting over three hundred.
0: Dude, his career average is two ninety six. I and granted, <laughs> he doesn't have very many bats, but still,
1: I'm no, telling his, his you, right minor now. minor's career is two seventy eight.
0: Yeah, so you're acting like this dude is like so, a, a
1: typical. I'm big not saying man he's a batter. bad. I'm not saying he's a bad hitter. I'm saying he just is not an over three hundred hitter. This.
0: I watched him hit a home run for Fresno State during the College World Series. Not the actual. He didn't make the World Series. The actual like during the regionals, he hit a fucking home run farther than I've ever seen anybody hit a college ball. It soared out of the stadium. I'm telling you, he's ridiculous. He's going to be one of the best players of this generation. He's going to be the face of baseball.
1: I'm going to calculate what Aaron Judge's batting average would be right now if he had Jose Ramirez as BAPIP. So this will take me a second. How
0: do you do that?
1: How do you do it? (laughs) Well, BAPIP is the batting average of balls in play, so it ignores strikeouts and it ignores uh, home runs. So all you do is you just take that as their batting average and then have that be the at-bats. Uh, and then you add the at-bats of the strikeouts and have them be all not hits, and then add every at-bat of uh home run and have that be a hit. Okay, wait. So
0: <laughs> clearly you should be working for NASA right now. But let me let me look at let me look at the Indians real quick here. All right. I'm gonna go over some stuff. All right, so let's look at your, your pictures right now. Cody Allen, douchebag, blow saves. <laughs> Trevor Bauer, fucking douchebag. Carlos Carrasco, I like him. Clevenger,
1: he's young. Goody. Tell me about Goody. Uh, Nick Goody? Indians traded yeah. uh, for him from the Yankees. He started the year with like 28 straight innings without giving up a run. He's been a little right. shitty lately, but uh, he's, he seems like a pretty good deal.
0: All right, so we are got Corey Kluber, Kluber. Kluber sounds like something you do in a bathroom. Like, I got to go take a big, fat Kluber. That's Corey Kluber. He's horrible. And Zach McAllister, bitch. Andrew Miller, probably best pitcher in baseball. Ortero, overrated. Shaw, looks like he should be working at 7-Eleven. Like, he looks like he should be working at snack line when when I go fucking golfing. Like, seriously. All right. He's he's like a fat mustache dude that's like, he looks like (laughs) Melissa McCarthy's husband. <laughs> Dude, like the, the the air marshal on bridesmaids. That's literally mm-hmm. who Brian Shaw looks like. He does not look like a ball player. I would never right. sign I've him. Already, I've, I've already I figured
1: away. out what his batip or batting average would be. Uh, Dude, he'd be batting two forty five if he had Jose Ramirez's bat pip.
0: You know, that's not. It's not his fault that he doesn't bat that shitty. Okay, it's not his fault that he puts balls in play. And they fall. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
1: Well, I'm not saying it's not his fault. I'm just saying he's been lucky. Mm-mm. He has. When you line the ball 150 miles an hour all the time, there is no one in history that has even batted higher than 302 ever that has a, uh, a strikeout rate that high.
0: Ever. Yeah, well, you in want the to know something? Of baseball.
1: So he's, it's he's just not gonna happen. Himself. He's gonna hit the ball.
0: He's going over three hundred, and then he's gonna hit sixty home runs. He's gonna be at the greatest rookie season in history, and you're gonna owe me. A lot. All right. What the That's hell? have Got to say, Jesus, that was like Einstein shit. Yeah, Lob's like, where the fuck did you get this math from? All right, so listen. <laughs> What's the quick thing? All Star Game. All right. Do you think that it? You think it should uh, deal with? Home field advantage for the World
1: Series? No, absolutely not. It's there's only one time it should ever deal with home field advantage. Okay, here's my my rule on home field advantage is it should be who wins the interleague games. If the American League wins more interleague games, they get home field advantage. They play each other. That should explain it right there. You know, I think that's extremely fair. And if they tie, then have the All Star Game decided. Like the All Star Game should be the tiebreaker. That's it. I think that's <laughs> extremely simple. They play each other in the regular season. I think they play each other an equal amount, obviously. So whoever wins the more games should have home field advantage. I don't I think alternating it was stupid, but at least that seems fair. Like that was the better league that year, so they should get it. Yeah. Not just yeah. that league stars beat the other league stars. That should only factor in as a tiebreaker. You think that's yeah. a good idea?
0: That's yeah. not a bad idea at all. He said, Yeah. Dude, did you ever play like fun softball? I remember one time we had this thing: if you struck out, you had to like you had to do some crazy shit. So we had we had a dude that struck out, and he had to stick. He had to crush an empty beer can between his ass <laughs> cheeks. <kids. laughs> oh,
1: Jesus Christ! We had dude, we I had actually, an adult I, softball league <laughs> last year. I never struck yeah. out, but in I think one of the last games, I fouled out. Like I, I hit a foul ball with two strikes. I don't know if that counts.
0: Dude, I but, struck uh, out in a softfish softball game last year. Do you want to know those, the circumstances? I, I've never swung and
1: missed to strike out in softball.
0: Let, let me tell you what happened. All right, so we're playing right. this game. I literally put two out. I already put two out. I knocked two mm-hmm. over the fence that game, man. Two home runs. I want to hit three. I hit two foul balls over the fence. <laughs> they both went foul. They were talking shit. Oh, Travis, you're about to you're about to strike out. They're like, I'm like, you know, laughing and giggling, and it was a chick pitcher. She floats me one, dude. This thing was perfect. I swing as hard as I possibly could. I was trying to send this shit to the moon, and I struck out.
1: <laughs>
0: it was so Rookie of the Year
1: style, man.
0: Bro, I yeah, it was Rookie of the Year style. Straight up. It was Rookie of the Throw Year the style. Floater. I just swung. Throw the floater. Yeah, I should have teed that shit off. And I did. I was crushing the ball all game. I put two out. But not that time man i was the only t- person on the entire team that struck out that year and i'm the dude that's smoking oh, that
1: the box yeah yeah i never hit a home I run never. last year i i did hit a triple and and with with me my fat ass running around the bases i mean i really had to crush it so but uh that yeah. felt pretty good we, we actually
0: we had another thing where we were like all right so if you
1: <laughs> we had we had
0: a rules like a group of guys i golf with you didn't hit the ball past the woman's tee, like if you topped it, you had to like do all kinds of crazy shit. So we had a dude who's another thing with a beer bottle on his ass. He had to pull his pants oh, all the way down, hanging out everything. He had to tuck a beer bottle, like the neck in between his ass, cheeks and tea out that way. And if he didn't, if he didn't make it past the woman's tee again, he had to sit on the beer bottle.
1: <laughs> you guys really like sticking <laughs> shit up your asses. I never I never got that point of <laughs> it. was
0: ridiculous. <laughs> one time this dude had to rip his pants all the way down his ankles, and there was ladies. There's a group of four ladies on the other tee box, and his dick was out playing his day, flopping around, and he's freaking teeing off. <laughs> These little ladies were just like putting their hands up over their eyes, like visors, like trying to see what the fuck we're doing. We're all laughing. Beer cans are flying out of the damn carts. That shit was ridiculous. I don't care, though. I had a great time. Dude, let's get into some gambling stories. All right.
1: I love me some gambling stories. So, all right. Uh, I think this is a good time to ask if anybody has any cool gambling stories they want to tell, whether it's poker, whether it's sports gambling, you name it, at the horse track. Uh, Just... Call in 347-850-8386. We want to hear them. Uh, so I'll start with a simple one. This was... It might have been at Adam Burbuck's graduation party. Or at least there was like a party over at Adam Burbach's. And all the guys were over there. We're playing poker. Fucking first hand of the game. I get dealt pocket sevens. And the board is 2-7-10. <laughs> and fucking... Wes Bergman bets and I min raise him like because yeah, I'm trying to trap him and then he min raises me and I fucking min raise back and then he just looks at me and he's like, uh, I'm all in and I'm like, I call fucking pocket tens so fucking over over overset and I'm out on the first hand of the fucking tournament. It was brutal, (laughs) I was so pissed. (laughs) Yeah, what do you get? Yeah, what know. do you do
0: for the rest of the time? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I just had to sit there like a douchebag because I mean we weren't even drinking yet, so I was just sitting yeah, there you drinking sit my on cold on red wine. And... <laughs> yeah, getting
0: diabetes. So like, yeah. no, I dude. <laughs> oh man, my buddy. I was trying to get him to call in because he's got some straight up crazy gambling stories. Of course, he's at the gym pumping iron, dad bod going on, so it's cool. But listen. I have a fucking story. That was a whack story, Hemi. Mean, you got worse beats than that.
1: It's I know, but that, was, that was, was just mean, a good one to get things started. That's a good one to get things started. Shit.
0: Well, hey, no, no, no. Tell everybody about your fucking Browns game. That was That's a story to
1: tell. Oh, God.
0: All right. That's real money. That was All right, guys, money. listen to this. Listen to this. Go ahead, Emmy.
1: Well, I had a lot of money on my five dimes uh, gambling account. Cause I hadn't cashed out in like forever. Yeah. Uh, How and did I should have on cashed that? out. I had about 14,000, 14,000. Yeah. And nice. I, ahead. I lost about two grand betting on MMA the night before. And I was pissed just <laughs> like whoever was, I bet like they completely shit the bed. And it was just terrible. So, um, and I was just really mad about it. And so I'm just like, all right, I'll take an easy one. And the Browns were playing the New Orleans Saints. And it was their home opener. The Browns had lost, I think, eight home openers in a row. The Saints were expected to be a Super Bowl contender. And the Saints were like a three to one favorite. And I'm like, easy money. <laughs> And I, I think I risked. I, I bet to win like three grand, like or almost three. What you bet? You bet twelve thousand. It was. It was over. It was about ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So you bet ten thousand dollars on, on the Browns? Or no? On, on the Browns, you to bet lose. ten thousand
0: to get what about two point nine k, somewhere around yeah.
1: there. Yep. So you can use ten k to win. The Browns convert a fourth and like 11 to with, with like out of timeouts, they convert a fourth and 11 and then they kick a field goal as time (laughs) expires to win the game. I've never been more pissed that my favorite team won a game in my entire life. Like I was, I was rock bottom for me for like a couple months. I was like so depressed, like, and, my mom was like, "When are you gonna cash out from uh, Five Dimes? It's been a while." And I'm just like, "Oh, I'm just you know saving up. I'm saving." I could not like tell, tell her, her that I lost ten grand or twelve grand basically in one weekend. Oh man, Jesus. I couldn't tell him. I, mean, I had a, i had I've, a had, I've, had, multiple, multiple. I've had years now, where that's like how much I made for a whole year, like working. <laughs> uh, but thank God, like three months later. I hit like the jackpot of uh, a night where I won every one of my bets on this super parlay, and I won like eighteen thousand in one night. Basically, made it all <laughs> back, and then. But I mean, I was—I mean, I was in a bad place, man. <laughs> I've never, never felt so shitty. There's no worse feeling than seeing so much money disappear like that. <sighs> I mean, that—that's as bad as it gets. It really is. That was. I've never risked that much ever again. Not even close,
0: dude. So. Like okay, <laughs> so uh, what was this like? 2014? Yeah, 2014. Yeah, I'm playing poker on this po- poker site called Carbon Poker, and I put 50 bucks on there and I lost it. So I was like, "Fuck this! This sucks." But I'm I like, I'll, I'll put 50 bucks more on there. Um, I was I, I I would always put more than that, but this I was literally new to the site and I kind of didn't like it at first. But when I started playing pot limit Omaha. I ran that $50 in the, like almost 29 K in within three weeks. So I'm sitting there at 28 K. I got 15 out, right? I got 15 grand out. I cashed it out. It came out. I ran it back up to 28 K. So I went from 28 K to zero in two weeks, 28 K to zero. Didn't get another cash out. Granted I'm up $14,950 total. <laughs> But it felt like a punch in the stomach. It felt like I lost $28,000. Mm-hmm. Now, I had some pretty bad beats. I had this hand. This is my worst beat ever as far as like for the highest amount of money. It was 6800 and some dollars. This pot was. And I'm playing pot lemon law. So people that know that you get four cards instead of two, it's, it's basically hold em, but you get four cards instead of two, and you have to play two cards. You can't play like four on the board, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I get... I I basically, on my four cards, I have uh, two fours in my hand. And I flop quads. I flop quads. It comes four, four, five. I flop quads. And I'm deep stacked. I'm like, I'm sitting with probably 29 to 3,000. And it's a three-way pot, but another guy only had like, like 1K in front of him. And basically the turn's a seven, and the river's a seven. So... All of a sudden, this dude starts potting back with me, and I'm like, there's no fucking way. I'm like, he's got to have like seven five, or you know, what I mean something something along those lines. He's got a boat, he's got the nut boat, and he's coming back at me. We finally get it in, the pot's almost seven thousand dollars, and this fucking dude got runner runner quads. He got runner runner sevens, and I I flopped quads. So it was the biggest loss, it was the biggest pot that I've ever lost, and that's how I lost it.
1: So the Basically flop was four a four five. And he had and pocket I have sevens, to... and it he was runner runner seven. seven seven.
0: Runner And was he seven, betting
1: with the seven just over sevens? No, and the, then what happened, happened was four. we got
0: we I had like ace king four I had ace king four four and two double suited. He
1: mm-hmm. had
0: seven seven, like probably king ten, you know, something stupid. And the other dude had aces. Well the, so it, it got potted big and in, in on the flop, it went four, four, five, and the dude with like only a K in front of him he potted for his entire stack. So we both, I smooth called him. The other dude calls him. He just calls with sevens. That's it. He turns the fucking wow. boat. And so he starts. he pots at me and I just literally, I'm smooth calling him as he's potting. And then the, and then the third, uh, and then the, and then the seven comes on the river and he, and I pot, he pots me back. And then I, I pot it all in. Cause that's, uh, that's how, basically how it was. actually. I potted on the, on the river and he just called because my pot was the rest of my stack. So he didn't raise me. He, he just called my pot. And then he flipped up the sevens. He got runner runner quads, which is like a fucking anomaly. Like, like a bad season. beat
1: bonus or something?
0: Hell no. They didn't even have a bad beat bonus. If this shit happened to me like at the casino, I would have won like
1: $20,000. Yeah. So that
0: that shit was crazy. <clears throat> I had another beat. This wasn't for that much. It was probably like a $600 pot. Like nothing crazy. Still a lot of money. Not like a chump change, but it's not like that. But I had eight, nine diamonds. I was actually playing um limit fifteen thirty limit. So fifteen dollar, thirty dollar blinds. And uh I had I had like ten thousand dollars at the table. So what happens is at this table, you could there's an unlimited stack. And I would, and when I had that huge, that huge bankroll of like twenty nine k, I would bring a shit ton of money with me just to basically show off. So one time I sat with like twenty five thousand dollars at this table just to sit with twenty five thousand. Right? You can't lose it because it's it's a limit. So it's not like somebody can just jam you all in. You're gonna lose a bunch of money. So I just sat there as like basically like a hey, big swinging dick type thing. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I get uh I get eight nine of diamonds, and the flop comes. Jack ten queen of diamonds, and I flop the fucking straight flush. The other dude, we're we're, we're like betting back and forth the entire time, and pot grows. He he only had like a couple hundred in front of him. Pot grows about six hundred. He fucking had ace king. He had a royal. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So those are a couple of bad beats I've had. Don't even get me started on the tournament beats, dude. I had a bad one the other night. I had a bad but one the other a- night. Cut. This this tournament paid out like 18k. a 100k guarantee on Bovada, and I'm playing mm-hmm. that. And I I have deuces. I'm sitting on the button, and I I smooth call like a min raise, and I flat. The flop comes two queen ten, or no two queen nine, rainbow. Dude jams under the gun, jams his entire stack into me, and this would have put me in the top five stack of a tournament that pays you 18.5k, and it's deep. We're deep in the tournament. Like, I bubbled this is basically what happened. I snap call this dude. Actually, yeah, I snap call because he jammed on me. Dude, the other dude fucking calls. He has nothing. He had, like, eights, but he had, like, a short stack, so he just calls off. Dude has ace, queen of hearts. I have him fucking drilled. Fucking turn is a ten of hearts. River, king of hearts. He got runner, runner hearts. Knocked me out of the tournament. If I, if I would have held up. If I would have held up, I would have had top five stack on the bubble, like within the bubble. So I'm having to have a top five. I'm having a top five stack deep in the tournament. So you're talking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a great chance to win a lot of money at that time. So it was rough. It was rough man. But I'm telling you, gambling in general is ridiculous. Like it's just not something that's sustainable in my opinion. Like it's, it's not something I would put my entire life on. Like all this money that I'm talking about is just like extra shit, you know what I mean? So like that's yeah. not gonna change my life. But
1: I'll, I'll talk about the first, like, night winnings, I won a
0: lot like the winnings, like the like the winnings change your life. Like that twenty-eight k, like I got fifteen k out. Like that, that seriously helped me out, you know? That's fifteen thousand fucking dollars, like that I hadn't, didn't have to work for. But but when you lose like a couple hundred dollars playing poker, like it's not gonna change my life, you know what I mean? But the winning does mm-hmm. change your life if you win the way that I was winning at the time. And in two thousand nine, I had a big one streak like that too. When you can still play on Poker Stars, in full tilt, mm-hmm. yeah, dude. Poker, poker in general. I started getting into like <laughs> sports betting. I was parlaying as shit. I won a thirteen game parlay bet for six dollars and eighty cents. I had my last six dollars and eighty cents on there. I put it on a thirteen game parlay. It was the same weekend this past year that Nebraska and Ohio State played. When Ohio State beat it, Nebraska real bad, it was that weekend. I nailed the thirteen game parlay six dollar and 80 cent bet. I turned that into 1,900 because I nailed sick. a six, a thirteen, a thirteen game parlay. I, I mixed college football, NFL, and NBA. <laughs> I mixed three different sports in right. there.
1: I've got a fun one. Uh, this was UFC Fight Night 40. This was like my first big win in MMA gambling. Yeah. Um, I was I made I did a round robin bet because there were four underdogs I liked for the card. Uh, I bet. Um, Zach Cummings to beat Jan Cabral. I bet Ed Herman to beat Rafael Natal, I bet Neil Magny to beat, or I bet uh, Darren Crookshank to beat Eric Koch. And I bet Matt Brown to beat Eric Silva in the main event. So uh, I also bet each fight individually. So uh, first fight, uh, Zach Cummings just smothers Cabral and then Cabral gasses and Cummings ends up winning a decision. Um, I'm were, right. these, were, were these all like underdogs? Every single one of these guys is underdogs. Then Ed Herman wins against Rafael Natal, another decision. I'm getting real pumped. Then Darren Crookshank knocks Eric Koch the fuck out in the first round. So I'm three for three. Uh, three for three. You're already making a good chunk of change. Uh, so I was guaranteed to win about a thousand at that point. But wait, so you don't event, have to. You don't have to win them all. Um, oh this no! Was well, what it, it does is it wasn't uh, just a single parlay it was a round robin parlay where it was oh. all four are parlayed together in groups of two six gotcha. different bets plus gotcha. i also bet each one individually so even yeah. if so so if the first three win that it means had, three it has of your those bet parlay- i get you yeah so so if the first three win that means three of those parlays already hit and those are underdog parlays so i mean the odds go through the roof if you parlay underdogs um, yeah. so I mean I was already up a thousand bucks, but then the main event, if Matt Brown beat Eric Silva, then I was gonna hit three more parlays plus my Matt Brown bet. Uh and that would have made it just fucking ridiculous. So uh and Eric Silva comes out just guns blazing, and he like just starts smashing on Matt Brown, and I'm panicking. Uh, we're watching it over at uh, Mike Favreau's house when he was living in No Harbor There's me and Kevin and Mike, and I, I don't remember who else, but uh, we're getting drunk, and all of a sudden, Matt Brown starts turning the tide, and Eric Silva starts to gas, and I'm just screaming, come on, you motherfucker, fucking kill him, fucking get him, you motherfucker, come on, Matt Brown, you fuck, and just screaming at the TV, and Eric Silva just starts slowing down, And then he just becomes a punching bag. And Matt Brown is just fucking him up in the third round. And I'm like, get him! Get him, you fuck! Fucking get him! Give me my money! Give me my money, Matt Brown! And I'm just (laughs) screaming. And finally, the ref jumps in and stops the fight. And I just throw my drink in the air. And we're jumping around, hugging. And we went to happy hour. And I think I spent, like, $150 $150 there. I bought like everybody's drinks. <laughs> so, when Matt Brown won, how much did that jump you up to? Uh, it was like 4500. So, I was I was pumped. I was I was excited. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude that's it awesome. felt it, There's felt, not, it nothing felt better so than free
0: money, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a good night, man. I know, man. It's
0: I, I I can't even talk about this stuff anymore because this is giving me the itch.
1: <laughs> All right, football season's coming. Football season.
0: I know, coming. I'm not betting anything other than football. I don't bet other sports. I'm not a degenerate. Although what You're was my hey, what was my, I'm not a degenerate. What what do you think? Except for what we're gonna have, my intro gonna be Brandon oh, Sharples, uh, man who uh, uh, bet a gambler so stuff.
1: degenerate. He would bet on two babies fighting over a dead cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my or God. two toddlers
1: fighting over a dead cat. Yeah, something like that.
0: Something <laughs> interesting. <laughs> we got to get that going. We need a new one. Yeah.
1: Get, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready for a new intro. Uh, we'll uh, yeah. maybe put the word out, see if people would be interested in a new intro. But. <laughs> Shit.
0: Oh man, (laughs) that was great. But uh, no, actually, one time we were we're gambling, we're playing poker at Dom's house, and uh, this is like the like I was what nineteen, maybe I was I might have been eighteen, honestly, and uh, I was getting my ass kicked. (laughs) Right, it was like when I was like still learning the game, and I was trying to you know, I don't know, I was playing like shit. I remember I sold that motherfucker one of my Abercrombie track jackets. He goes, well, that, it's, like, it's like that track jacket looks pretty cool. It's like, bro, the coolest shirt you got, huh? I was like, yeah. Was like, all right, he's like, this thing was like a hundred dollars. He's like, all right, I'll give you forty bucks for it. I go, what? He goes, I'll give you forty bucks, but you have to play poker with it. So I sold my shirt to him for <laughs> forty dollars. <laughs> Played poker with it. <laughs> it's still busted. So he basically just got a free shirt for me.
1: Wasn't there like one night where you like? Spent your college money or something? No, dude, that's a myth. That is a myth. Oh, I, I remember that was, somebody that that was, that, was a myth that that rumor that people were spreading around.
0: Yeah, dude, it was that was a bullshit myth. That never happened.
1: I oh, like it was like
0: it. it was that night, it was just that night, and it was just like I just salt, uh down my
1: Abercrombie shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that like exploded all the way up to you. Uh, cashing out all of your college money. <laughs> yeah, that is... Whoever said that's a jack-off.
0: Hey, give me a break. <laughs> Never happened, ever. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, hey, let's talk NBA contracts. I think they're over
1: overdone. Dude, I think James Harden might might have fucked over Houston for the rest of eternity.
0: They're trying to trade for Mello right now.
1: Dude, they're not going to be able to afford shit a long time. Did you see the contract they gave Harden? Yeah. He makes $500 and some
0: thousand dollars a game. A game, dude. Yeah. That is disgusting. No, thank you. No, thank you. But I'll tell you, these NFL Four players...
1: Four years, $170 million.
0: Yeah. They don't make enough money the NFL year. $42
1: million a year. $42.5 yeah. a, a year
0: to play basketball.
1: And he couldn't even if, like carry them past what, the second round?
0: No. No, they lost. They lost to How could uh, they
1: possibly s- expect San Antonio to win when they're dumping that much money into one player who's not even that great?
0: Well, they traded for Chris Paul and now they're trying to get
1: Melo. So they're going to be like a little Dude, big 3 Well, Evan Carmelo is not going to help at all. He's garbage. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a decent Like, when player, has he won anything, anywhere? Never. Ever. And he's had good players yeah. around him, too. Like, he has no excuses. He's just not so that Rich, good.
0: Yeah, so back to the NFL, like Richard Sherman's talking about, he's like, the only way the NFL players will ever get paid like at that is that he's got to be willing to strike. Like, could you imagine if the NFL strikes and they wouldn't have any games? I wouldn't mm-hmm. even watch sports. <laughs> I'd probably watch college football, but. I couldn't stand. I having football, I would blow. Well,
1: that's that's really what happened. Is uh, the NBA's had what? How many shutdowns in the past, like twenty years? At least two A couple. Yeah, MLB and had, what, NFL two? never has. I mean, NFL the players get a lot of money, but you got to remember, NBA they have what like twelve players on their roster. Yeah, they got 12, NFL they got fifty three plus practice squad. No, no. So I even though it, they're I making, get the logistics.
0: I get the logistics, but I mean, you can. I
1: still think they should be able to pay the stars. Like, NBA, so they to. play eighty-two games. NFL, they play sixteen. Uh, so you got more players, less games. NBA, and that's why baseball players make so got much goddamn money. They play one hundred and sixty-two games. You So. I mean that that's why those guys are raking it in. If if they were in a sport where they were capable of playing a shit ton of games and being able to play multiple times per week, they'd be making more money. I mean that's well, their what's choice crazy,
0: though. Is the NFL is still pulling in more revenue.
1: Well, that's because of how much people watch when it is on, like and how much people yeah. watch just to see uh, practices and the drafts. Like it's primetime television. It's it's a big deal. But it's just a sport where you can't have a long season. It's just people won't last. It's too brutal. No.
0: Yeah. So, I'd like, I mean, that's, I, that's I, their I, own I, fault. But Plus, you get with the NBA, right? You look on, like, the all-time paid list right now. Like, LeBron's, like, the only, like, six. He's getting paid yeah. less than Con-
1: like Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, it, it's it's crazy i don't think lebron's I, that worried about it he's making so much from endorsements what did he sign like a yeah. billion dollar lifetime deal with Nike. yeah i mean he will so be lebron lebron's fine i think though. lebron will be just fine yeah i get it man i mean i don't know
0: I just think I mean, it sucks the contract yeah, are a, it little it bit, sucks. a little bit a little bit over, over over overblown. Like the Tyler Johnson last well, year sure got they like seventy are. million. Tyler Johnson got seventy Dude, million dollars.
1: Dude, JJ Redick is making like twenty two million for this next season. He signed a one year, like twenty two million dollar contract.
0: Like, why is that deserved? <laughs> <laughs> that That's insane
1: for a guy that basically yeah. just shoots three point. Dude,
0: I do got to talk about some college football shit that came up though.
1: All right, let's hear it. So, former
0: the old Miss coach, uh Houston Nutt, the old former old one, he filed a lawsuit against Old Miss. And uh basically he threw Hugh Freeze under the bus. Hugh, Hugh Freeze is the coach for Old Miss right now. And uh He's already in kind of deep shit because all those like allegations of paying players' families and you know all the NCAA violations. So they got throwing the hammer at him, Oh Miss, and he is surprised that they haven't fired Hugh Freeze yet. So basically, he <laughs> he was saying, alleging that Houston nuts alleging that Hugh Freeze had off the record conversations with other sports journalists as part of like a smear campaign against him. So like basically he was, he's, he's basically accusing of misconduct with the media. So Hugh freeze on top of the misconduct with the media was, you know, he's caught up in the scandal for paying players and paying uh, um, like players, families, like under the table to get them to go there. So he's got a lot of shit going on him. I I would be surprised if Hugh Freeze survives this season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know what, what do you what do you think about all that kind of stuff when it comes to coaches and getting caught paying players and stuff.
1: Dude, I think everybody in every college system is doing something shady because yeah. it's a fucked up system. <laughs> like these guys are all basically showcasing for. Uh, Money that they're about to make in the NFL, all the best players, and a lot of teams like throughout the years have done all kinds of shady shit to to keep to get these guys to come to their schools and to get these guys to stay at their schools. Uh, So Dude, I mean, this is I just. Already the, this. I, I, I already told you this. I already mean, told you this. These I guys need no... to be paid. I think these guys need to be paid. Yeah, I think and college the, I must... with how much money they're raking in. They absolutely need to be paid. So I, you know what? Fuck it. Let these guys pay all these kids on the side until they decide to just start paying the players because they that's deserve. That's what it. I'm saying. If I'm a I coach, mean, the fucking coaches I, are making what like 15-20 million a year.
0: No, and the no, players no,
1: no. Are, are on a scholarship.
0: No, no, no. They're making like like uh I think Urban makes like five million a year. They, they that's, that's what they're, they're – they're, they're still getting paid a lot of money. Uh, but uh but for real.
1: Uh, six million. And the top and guy, you- Jim Harbaugh, is making nine million a year. Yeah. That's yeah. nine million dollars from his school that they could be yeah. spending on something else.
0: That's not even including assistants that are getting paid a couple hundred. Oh, I know. That's
1: right. just one player.
0: Yeah, Hugh Freeze but is
1: making 4.7 million.
0: What I'm talking about is me personally, as a coach. If I was a head coach. I would do the shadiest shit ever to get these top players exactly. who gives a shit. I'll tell you what, I would if I had the extra money I had to booster that would be willing to cut a check, I would pay the top prospect in the country's parents a little everyone will remember
1: though. the championships.
0: They yeah, don't everybody remember the championships. And like unless unless my players are like beating women or like raping women or like doing some fucked up shit. Dude, I would definitely sweep some shit under the rug for my players. Yeah. I don't even care. Okay. I'm going Jim on Dressel record on
1: that. Got fucking <laughs> just raked, raked over the coals because he lets, like, he didn't stop his players from like trading uh, money for tat or free tattoos for memorabilia and shit. Give me yeah. a fucking break. That is not even that big of a deal. And then, like, the guy told Jim Tressel about it, and. Jim Trestle didn't do anything. Of course I wouldn't do anything. It's nothing. They're getting <laughs> tattoos. They're not even paying them. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude.
0: I, I, I thought that was kind of crazy, but I liked it because it, he got fired. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> no, I, I don't mind now
1: that we got Ruben Meyer, but Jesus. That, yeah. that was some bullshit. No, but for the real, Trestle, I would do – don't
0: even, don't even look in my direction for any sort of moral compass when it comes oh, I know. to like, Florida. recruiting
1: players. <laughs> Florida had some serious shit. <laughs>
0: I do not care. I, I mean, I'm telling you what. If I, I know. I, if, I I know. Heisman, if I had a Heisman – If I had a Heisman finalist – Hold it, on, Meyer dude. Florida, I'm telling you something. Dude.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, fuck Urban Meyer in Florida. If I had a quarterback who was a Heisman finalist and I caught him like, with, like in snorting coke off a stripper's titty, I still would let him play. I have no care in the world for that kind of stuff. I'm telling yeah. you, unless he's doing some seriously violent crime – I would always sweep shit off the rug because everybody wants you to win. And guess what? If I don't get those ten wins three years in a row, I'm getting shit canned. And then I have to move my family to another city and, and in some other place, foreign to them, in a better part of the country. I'm losing two and a half million dollars a year. And you're goddamn right. I'm gonna let my fucking players drink and smoke weed if that's what they're doing, and I'm gonna hide it because that's your mm-hmm. livelihood, and it's not hurting anybody. So what's well, the you point? That's this, why these people do all that all the
1: time. Like the UFC yeah. will hide injuries from commissions, hide uh, occasional drug tests from commissions. Like Brock Lesnar tested positive for steroids before his fight against Mark Hunt at UFC 200. You bet your sweet ass that the UFC let him fight Mark Hunt at UFC 200 because it's Brock and, fucking Lesnar. You know and, and,
0: and, and, and and Mark Hunt was Hunt, pissed,
1: but who cares?
0: He, he knew, he knew,
1: he knew what he was getting <laughs> No, he well, he, he didn't he know. Knew. He filed a lawsuit after Vertice fucking furious. No. He
0: fought. He fought. He filed a lawsuit after he got fucking beat, and he didn't. Any he, after he's talking shit, he was talking he shit about know. him doing steroids before the fight. He was well, talking he was shit saying,
1: about. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't. He, was, he expected that if he got caught with a test, that he'd be pulled from the fight. So no, Mark Hunt was pissed. <laughs> he's such a bitch.
0: He reminds you know what he reminds me of. He reminds me of those NFL players that are like 80 now, and they got dementia and shit, and they're like, oh, fuck, I'm broke. I better sue the NFL for a couple million saying I had no idea I could fuck my head up playing football getting smoked by 250-pound dudes every day. He,
1: has, he had a you point. I mean? The UFC knew a guy was cheating, taking steroids <laughs> in a sport where you take steroids, you're going to do more damage to your opponent, and then they let that fight happen. No, he has care. every right to file a lawsuit. And he's still fighting. Wow. He's not being a bitch about it. Like it's not like he's just sitting out trying to get paid. He's just trying to teach the UFC a lesson about it. And I think he's right.
0: Yeah, I hope he doesn't get any money. He probably won't. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, at least hope. Uh, we, like same with those NFL guys. I, I don't think they should get a goddamn dime. I'm sorry. Maybe you can pay for their medical bills, but don't pay these dudes millions of dollars because I have no idea. Really, you had no idea that like, some of the strongest people on the entire planet smashing you in the fucking head on a regular basis for 10 years is bad for your health? You mm-hmm. knew damn well. You oh, would get yeah. smoked, Just... puke on the field from concussion symptoms and tell their coach, kick me out, I'm going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Like, that's ridiculous. And all of a sudden, oh, yeah. they're like,
1: Same, thing, same thing in MMA and boxing. We only,
0: we only made $55,000 for my entire NFL career because I played back in 1942 – you know what I mean? They played in the 60s where there wasn't even a Super Bowl yet, and they're in their and they're broke now, and nobody knows or gives a shit who they are. So now they're like, I have to make some sort of money. So let's, let's talk about concussions. Let's sue the NFL for concussions. I hope they don't ever get a dime, ever, period, ever. I hope that the only thing they get is their medical bills paid for. I hope they never get a dime for real. They got to remember part
1: day. of it. No, part a big part of that was the fact that the NFL found out how dangerous concussions were. And then they didn't do anything about it. And they tried to not just hide it, but fight it and fight the guy that had disco- made the discovery. So no, yeah, they, I know. they have Will a case. <laughs> yeah. They
0: fought Will Smith, right? No, <laughs> dude, I don't care. They, they of, of course they're going to hide that. They're going to yeah. hide it because they weren't going to make as much money if they, if they changed the game, they thought, yeah, and they thought that they, they'd
1: be for you a lot know what, of they changed the game and they made what, more
0: dude, money I, than ever. So I'm pro. It's, it's I'm pro big business.
1: <laughs> I'm pro, pro big business. I'm guy. Pro business as long as they're not just <laughs> fucking over people like just to get an extra couple bucks.
0: Every big business in the world, period, has fucked somebody over at some point. Ever. So that a, what what is? So what's
1: your opinion on uh, net neutrality?
0: I think that's horrible. What? Net neutrality. Or do you? Have,
1: do you I what think it's
0: horrible it? what they're trying to do. I think they're, they're oh, they can't regulate that. That's
1: internet. that's that's about big business. Big businesses want to do the exact same well, thing about that. They they want to make people pay internet. for you to have good it. internet. They want to pay for you to go to the specific websites. Dude,
0: I get it. I know. It I just be, read this article actually today. I know. But listen, yeah, I well,
1: today was like the stand against uh, the FCC yeah. kind of day. Yeah.
0: No, I don't I don't have to agree with everything the biz business do. I'm talking about you just have to have face reality of how you get to certain places. That's why they always say shitty people have big money, like the shittiest people are the richest people, is because they the shittiest people do the things that the the good people won't go to those lengths to do. And I'm not saying it's good or morally right. I'm just telling you what happens. And that's what happens.
1: That's why like Hollywood is so many
0: terrible fucking
1: people. There's also a reason that those shitty people get sued, and sometimes they deserve to get sued. I'm not saying every time, yeah, but sometimes they do. Anything. Anything. These people, like,
0: I'll tell you, this is what happened. My grandpa, he worked at Davis Bessie, and he got hurt. Like something happened where they had like some below regulation scaffolding, and my grandpa fell and like destroyed his back for life. My grandpa mm-hmm. won like a couple million dollar lawsuit they drug my grandpa through for like over a decade through the courts. And by the time they found the settlement, my, my grandpa had to pay his lawyer so much money that my, my fa- my parents, fam- my mom's family only got like $20,000 total out of like 5 million. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's what they kind of, that's what they do. So even when you hear about these people, like, Oh, he won a 2 million dollar lawsuit. Yeah. He's going to get appealed for the next 10 years. You know, they're not going to see that money. You know, Oh, it's people don't pay shit. So that's—I mean—that's just the way. That's just the way the world works. So, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just telling you what it is. When it comes to this, this internet regulation, I mean, at the end of the day, they'll probably win because they're going to pay the, the right hope. amount of people, right, money, money, right amount of money to the right amount I of people.
1: I, I think enough people are standing are getting pissed off about it, though. I think they'll. Well, at the end of the every day. time it seems like they've got they. Every time they try something like this, people have been able to get it shut down. So,
0: I hope so. I do. That's pretty fucked up to try and make people pay for all that stuff. So, yeah, man.
1: What else you got, CNN? Um, yeah, let's let's talk CNN. Okay. Uh, this is a bit of an older story now, but, I mean, I, I still think it's a big deal. And this is actually something where I'm going to be on Brandon's side for it. Um, Donald Trump posted a tweet, like, over a week ago, basically, a, just a joke tweet of – like a video or a, a gif from him in WWE tackling Vince McMahon, except somebody had taken the head of Vince McMahon and put the CNN logo on it. That's it. And CNN was so buttered about this. I mean, they no business to do this. They tracked down the guy that created the gif and then, like, found out who he was in real life. And discovered that he had made some uh, anti, uh, some some racist jokes and anti-Semitic jokes on the "I'm going to hell for this" subreddit on Reddit, which is literally you just post shit that is taboo. Like that's what it's about, and it's funny. Yeah, like the whole point of it is to make those kind of posts, and then they like confronted him about that and then posted an article saying that they discovered who he was and that they got an apology from him, the guy that created the Donald Trump CNN tackle logo. And then they said, we are not revealing who this guy is, but we do hold uh, the option to reveal his identity if his behavior doesn't improve. Like, basically, they're blackmailing this guy from ever... Doing something like that again. And this is just one random person on the internet. People make shit like this all the time. So obviously, uh, the response from the internet was, fuck you, CNN. And I've been on CNN's side with a lot of the shit they've been doing with Trump. But dude, this was fucking bullshit. This dude probably wasn't even that big of a Trump supporter. It was just some funny joke. And then you try to like ruin this guy's life. Over something like that, fuck you! And dude, well, everybody internet. was up in arms. Like, Reddit, <laughs> the crazy, just the, crazy. the whole internet just rallied against CNN. Like the the journalists that wrote it, people are just shitting on him. Every article that CNN posted on Twitter, the responses were just "Go fuck yourself, CNN!" <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, are you gonna blackmail me? And and people just making just way worse shit than Donald Trump tackling CNN. I mean. Oh, it was. Yeah. You, don't was like 10, you don't fuck with the internet. You don't fuck with the internet. So I want to get your thoughts on that.
0: Oh, CNN's done, dude. I think they lost all credibility. So at this point, they're just kind of like the joke of the media. they're I don't think they'll recover from this for a long time,
1: dude. Their ratings are tanking right now.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, they're 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 getting rated below they like were. Whole, they're doing amazing they were
1: beating fox news like because basically they were shitting on trump with every one of their stories and 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 fox news was like throwing a lot of like stuff that was real under the rug and not reporting about it so people were just switching over to cnn but then cnn just shot themselves in the foot so hard yeah
0: yeah dude i i I think that uh (laughs) They get rated below Bowinkle cartoon. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact, I know for a fact, some cartoon, <laughs> some old cartoon from like the 80s, their reruns were beating CNN's ratings for the last couple weeks. It was pretty <laughs> interesting, man. I don't know. You know how I feel about CNN. They're just a bunch of fucking idiots, a bunch of Trump haters. It's, which is fine. Yeah. I, I, was, I have no problem. I was with at him at this,
1: because they were so anti-Bernie too. So fuck those well, guys. Well, listen, listen.
0: I don't have a problem with anybody hating Trump. That's fine. It's a prerogative. Like, you're allowed to do that. I'm not like, you know, he's got issues. I'm not gonna lie. But they spent their entire agenda, their entire media was they just, they had just basically adopted this anti-Trump Russia policy. Push Russia, push Russia, push Russia, push Russia and it, it just basically abandoned all any other media any other like source of information from anything else worth a shit. They just kind of like covered it for one day and then up back to Trump, back back to Trump and Russia. We got pushed the Russian agenda. And then they got all those people like what it was like two or three producers for CNN. Like they were recorded secretly talking about how like, like the whole Russian thing with Trump's probably basically all bullshit, but they're being told to push the agenda for it and stuff like that. So, I mean, they've lost all credibility. So basically, you're at a point where CNN's irrelevant, and, and anything they say is basically going to be taken with a grain of salt now. So they've lost all their credibility, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting.
1: No, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> totally with you with the fact that uh, they've been pursuing ratings instead of journalistic integrity. <laughs> I'm about. I'm always about journalistic integrity. Like part of why I like switched careers with leaving MMA mania was I was, I was stuck doing like a whole bunch of copy and paste of other people's articles just to, because they were newsworthy and I wasn't allowed to do my own original reporting and and interviews and stuff as much. So the, what what did you, I uh, hate, I hate that.
0: Did you just hear that popping noise in the back? Yeah, it
1: was like a pop can opening.
0: Yeah, you know what that was? Cracking a colon open for the boys.
1: (laughs) Ah, there we go. (laughs) So I've been all about journalistic integrity. Like I never got a degree in journalism, but like journalistic ethics are a huge deal for me. Like I hate.
0: I'm all about.
1: uh, Yeah, I I hate people don't disclose like things that could have been a bias with uh, the story, or that they have a relationship with something, or uh, like all that shit. Like that just pisses me off. So, yeah, go ahead.
0: Um, I don't remember now. Basically, what I was going to say is I, I'm all about journalistic integrity, but I'm not about being moral. I'm not about having morality when it comes to being a coach in football. <laughs> so I guess I pick and choose when I have morals.
1: <laughs> like I said. <laughs>
0: Give me a couple gotcha. convicts that can run a 4440, but don't give me any shitty journalists. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna be a hypocrite on this. <laughs> but that's pretty that's pretty standard, right? Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, so do you have any rants this week?
0: Not really. Okay. I have no rants. No problem. Hey, you I, 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 mean, I know I'm ha- I'm too happy right now. I can't do my rants. I got good shit going on in my life.
1: All right. We, we out need to be, all right. This is a this is a call. To all listeners, you know, if you see Brandon, you know, fuck his shit up a little bit. Give him something to get pissed <laughs> off about. So, oh all right. man, I do have some gems. I've, I have a few. All right, gems let's hear it. So, all right, here we go. Wow, winning. All right, on this week's edition of Hemp's Gems i have a documentary i want you guys to check out it's called what we do in the shadows uh it's australian it's uh basically a mockumentary it's like a comedy documentary and these guys uh follow around vampires in australia and that are like hundreds of years old that they have an apartment together in australia and uh they just and it just follows around all the drama that has to do with their lives, uh, dealing with you know doing the dishes, the paying rent, going out at night, finding victims, uh, dealing with vampire hunters. Uh, just it and and then dealing with modern uh, living, like from guys that were you know from like the medieval times, and. Uh, and adapting to like internet and cell phones and shit i mean it's it's fascinating it really is it's it's hilarious i watched it uh on my amazon prime account so it's available there if you have that or you can just find it anywhere but uh what we do in the shadows is what it's called you should highly recommend it i loved it it was great uh i also watched that disney movie moana for the first time it's Super cheesy of me to admit this, but I loved it, and it was great. The songs were really good and catchy. You should watch it if you haven't already, but you probably have because it was super popular, but it was on Netflix, so I watched it, and I loved it. And then last but not least, uh, let's see. uh, There is a show on Netflix called Frontier. It's about the fur trade industry in the early 1800s, maybe late 1700s in Canada, Uh, and the the HBC fur trading company and a bunch of English soldiers and dealing with uh, an, uh, an Irish Native American hybrid uh, person who is is fucking over their trade and uh, and their trade with uh, the Lake Walker tribe. And it's a six episode series and it's really interesting. And Jason Momoa uh, is the main character. Uh, I think you guys would like it. It's very violent, uh, but it's a—it's uh, just a, an interesting uh, TV series. And it's only six episodes long, so if you don't like it, you don't have to invest that much time into it. But I thought it was pretty good. So those are my things. Uh, Momoa, or whatever, and What We Do in the Shadows, and Frontier. So that's my shit. So those are nice. Hem's Gems this week.
0: All right. I like them. Nice, <laughs> yeah, hey, everybody. Uh, same thing social media push us hard yep. on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You we're got. getting
1: close, I think we're about to get 200 likes on Facebook, right? 192. So, hey, spread the see, word, baby.
0: They say, they say once you hit 200 likes, dude, you just bump up to a million within a couple of weeks. So, hey, it
1: happens, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, uh, man. That's a good show. Appreciate coming back, Fuck yeah. And we should be back to nine o'clock next week. I know we said that last time, but we mean it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, you get your choice. Uh, You want some uh, Bag Raiders or you want some uh, Rick Astley outro music? What do you want? Uh, I feel like Rick rolling some bitches. All right.